Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. We would be remiss to not uh, discuss the leaked brief from the Supreme Court uh, suggesting that they will overturn Roe versus Wade. This will be one of many times that we will mention how critically important it is to vote because we have midterm elections coming up in November. And if we get to the point in 2026 that we elect a Republican president and we have a Republican Senate and we have a Republican House, that is the scenario in which abortion will be banned across this nation. So there are actually things that we can do. And one of the one of the easiest things that we can do um, is we can go out and vote for candidates who support reproductive rights. And it's not even voting Democrat or, or Republican. It's voting for candidates who are committed and have a history of voting this way. And we need to ensure that we have elected officials who represent the opinion of the majority of Americans, which is that abortion should be safe and legal. Because right now we have a Supreme Court that seems to fucking miss the point that most Americans are just fine with abortion because we put that fucking argument put to bed a long time ago. So friends, get ready to gear up for a big election cycle. Think about the um, the organizations that you can donate to. Think about if you live in a safe haven state like Nevada, where I live, or where we border so many states that could have trigger laws come into effect and what you can do. Um, and let, let us not continue to think about what ifs um, and to live in a world of this is happening and there's action that we can take. And it's going to require a lot more than us um, simply marching mm -hmm. um, and, and, and yelling. We're going to actually need to mobilize people and put money toward things. Mm -hmm. um, and we will need to do that because that is certainly um, one of the most pressing issues um, of our time right now is to ensure the that uh, reproductive health and that uh, reproductive health as a human right continues to exist in the United States. <clears throat> Jaguar. Puma. Tiger. Sabertooth. Lion. 
Lioness. Lioness. Cougar. Coog. That's you, right, Tim? Coog. That, according to married girlfriend, I am a cougar. And so we are dedicating this episode of Juicy Bits to unpacking the concept of the cougar and whether or not I am actually a cougar. That is what we are going to talk about today. This is a good time to turn off Juicy Bits if you don't want to hear anything about my dating life um, or sex and ge- or anything. This would be a good time to just, you know, hit, just move on because that's what we're going to talk about. But this is going to be a good one because there's so many things that go into this whole concept of constructing the cougar and we're going to get, we're going to get into all of them. So, I mean, Jillian, do, do you think I'm a cougar? So... How would I, how, I'm like, yes and no. And again, to our listeners, sorry, and you're welcome. Because here's the thing. I feel like as a confident woman in her 40s who's happily married with a satisfying sex life, I can feel sexy as F, right? And then I get mammed and I'm like, you little fucker, like way to knock me down like five pegs. So I'm like anything with language, Jen, I'm like, if you want to be a cougar, you're a fucking cougar. But then I'm like, I'm not sure what it is. So I think a cougar, older woman, um, like maybe help me out. Maybe tell me what, I'm sure you researched it when it came across your desk. So give me and the listeners a little, cause I'm kind of blanking. I'm like, is it, uh, is it a negative connotation? I bet there's always fucking something negative about it. Cause it's women in their forties. So it's gotta be and fifties. Exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah, let's, so, let's yeah. leave that out. So we're all on the same page and then I'll answer your question. And I might actually might not answer it towards the end or I might not be able to, but let's get on the same page here. Okay. So in all the Googling that I've done, cougars <laughs> are women in their, yeah, I, I have spent far too much time on this uh, subject. <laughs> Um, also again, this is how you end up watching porn at 2 PM on a Tuesday because of the things you Google to prepare for juicy bits. A cougar is a woman in her forties or fifties who actively chases after younger men and will like use the tactics of young men who are always on the prowl for women. Like a cougar, a woman in her forties or fifties uses those same tactics that younger men do. Um, historically it's been, I mean, it's, it's not the nicest thing to say about an older woman. I think also as we continue on in this evolution of, of sexuality and, and aging, it's also not the, it's not the worst thing, right? Like, I think there's certainly an opportunity to be like, fuck yeah, I'm a cougar. Um, but here's here. Okay. Here's yeah. Am I a woman in my forties or fifties? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do I date people who are much younger than me? According to Google, well, all the dumb shit I read on Google, which by the way, is almost all written by young men, which is, is telling. Um, there's an, at least an eight year difference between the older woman and the younger man. Is that true? Check. Also, mm-hmm. Yes. So I have those two things that would line me up as a cougar. Now, do I chase them? That is a hard no. Let's be really clear here. They all chase me. 
they all chase me. Like they, they meet me and they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yes. I want more of this. I am super upfront about my age. Um, I do think that if you just saw me, you, you wouldn't necessarily think I'm in my forties. I think I pass for mid thirties. Um, but my age doesn't really seem to deter, deter these young people. It just seems to get them a little bit more riled up perhaps because older women, there's also a stereotype that older women are really good in bed because Mm -hmm. we know more also. Yeah. Check true. Yes. But yeah, I just, I feel like I'm not, a, I, I lean on the, am I a woman in her forties who has sex with younger people? Yes. But I don't chase after them. I'm not on the prowl. I'm actually have been super happy just doing my own thing and like not even dating. And then the minute I got back into the swing of things, there they all were just mm. like lining up. So that's, how I answer no, not necessarily hard no, because I do have a few checks, but I don't like, are you a cougar if young people chase after you? That is not really being answered on Google. Uh, no. Wouldn't that be fascinating to actually provide something that would only get, instead of having like 74,000 hits on it, it would be like, we're filling the void, breaking through the noise. Yeah. Um, well, this again, there, here's lady parts. So look for this in your, your email inbox, right? Jen, here's part for uh-huh. the newsletter. Because what I picture, and this is not in a, in a demeaning way, but I think of that uh, bar Death and Taxes, right, in Reno. It's kind of like yeah. smoky. Well, you can't smoke in there, but I picture it kind of smoky, good drinks. And so I picture more a cougar out there, um, you know, dressed you know, beautifully, maybe elegant with like a splash of sex appeal, looking for that younger guy at the bar who's going to use those tactics. So I feel like there's a stereotypical cougar that the media has played out on, that television. And now I'm catching myself as I say this, which is probably why I get fucking mammed, because I'm like, that's not how people date, right? They're not like going out and meet. You're like, there's other ways Uh that humans are interacting. So I don't think it's even just that we have to rename what does it look like when you're check yes check yes hard no to the like kind of more you know stereotypical or generalized definition of the cougar but when you could be that um seasoned woman in her 40s that people are chasing after you because then you don't want to be the prey so that's my whole thing with the cougar thing is kind of the predator connotation with that because i think of that a lot with language around um you know, any relationship is that if it sets up some sort of a a power imbalance or a dynamic that's predatory, that I think can be really damaging to both parties and all parties and all language around sexuality, unless it's, you know, consensual and fun and you're dressing up, you know, that's a whole other, you know, furball. So yeah, I don't have my answer yet, but according to Google, I'm going to go no. Yeah. Thank you. I did. I mean, I did take a quiz today and it said, yes, the quiz said yes, but I, and I don't know why, because like when it asks like, which one of these famous men would you date? I, I picked the oldest one. So I don't really know how I got a yes, except for, I think that probably gives like everyone a yes, but okay. To be fully transparent, has it happened that I have been at a bar by myself and met a younger person? That answer is also yes, but 
that was like pre-COVID times when I would travel mm-hmm. a lot more. And mm-hmm. I travel alone all the time. And I'm not the type of person who is going to stay like in my Airbnb all by myself. Like, no, I'm going to go out. I'm going to meet people. I like talking to people. And, mm-hmm. you know, contrary to popular belief, I'm I'm relatively nice when I first meet people. I mean, maybe. But uh it's it is it's it's not difficult to meet people when you go out and you're you're chatting and you know I will strike up a conversation with anybody. I'll be on the chairlift and I'm talking to people. I'll be at a bar, I'm talking to people. But I don't remember the last time I found myself sitting alone at a bar. That was like pre-COVID travel. Mm-hmm. And certainly I have never, never once in my entire life thought to myself, I really need some dick tonight. I'm going to go to the bar and search for a man. Never, because no woman ever needs to work that hard to get laid. (laughs) Let's also be honest about this. This whole idea of a cougar that like a woman has to chase a man, only men would come up with this bullshit because they're the ones who are constantly struggling to get laid. We are not. We are not. It's just, it's kind of, there's always you know, someone you can call multiple people. It's just not hard. So I feel like this whole idea that like women have to prey on men. No, we do not. Men are not, men are not difficult. No, they're not. They're kind of like plants. Um, You kind of, you bring up an interesting point about who's sort of holding the narrative of that. So if you're, if you have young men writing, you know, whatever these, this language, this definition, right? Or you have this this storytelling from the perspective of that, that oh, that woman alone at the bar who wants to get laid and she's putting herself out there and she's chasing me and look what I can do. It is a whole narrative that's owned by the wrong author because yes. it's, it is, it's painting this picture of, um, I don't want to use the word desperate, but it kind of makes it not as yes. sexy and powerful and wonderful as it is to be, a woman in her forties or in her fifties. Cause to your point that enjoys going out, does not mind going out alone. And then is interesting than like meeting people. And that does not necessarily translate into, I want to sleep with you or I'm chasing you. You're just like, Oh, I'm actually kind of just a, like a human on this planet. And I like to connect and meet other humans. And that's the point to me that really stands out, especially having been, you know, in a monogamous relationship for coming on 20 plus years and married for 14 I like having um, friends of the opposite gender. I like it striking up conversations with males. And it is really interesting to see the dynamic shift when I'm not interested in something more than just like interesting conversation, analysis, like actually just connecting because of that one track. Oh, if you're striking up a conversation with me, it probably means that you want me. It's like, "Mm, probably not. And I might actually be really happy when this chairlift ends Or the bartender brings me my tab. Yeah. I am literally just practicing talking to strangers, okay? Do not think (laughs) this is anything more than me remembering what it's like to talk to strangers because that is a skill I have lost. I just want to say, if we want to add some, um, you know, some, some, some proof to this, on my phone, I have texts right now from two people who are younger than me, who I sleep with, who are texting me. Okay. I just want, like, I am not, I'm not, I'm not chasing them. Um, I think the other interesting part about this whole cougar thing 
is that it's so heteronormative. Every single thing on the interwebs about cougars is older women chasing younger men. So Mm -hmm. is there a word or do we think women are cougars if they are uh, having intimate relationships with younger women? So Mm. that like I'm in that scenario right now. I have someone in my life who the whole reason why this came up is she called me a cougar and I was like, I'm a hundred percent, not a cougar. You know, you're chasing me. And she's like, it's really cute. I'm like, no, it's not cute. Uh, makes me feel old. And she's like, okay, I'm going to call you Coog. So she's probably going to, she's going to listen to this and think this is like the best thing she's ever heard. Also. Hi. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I don't, I like, didn't like being called a cougar. I didn't like it because it made me feel like I was, I was preying on her or preying on other people, which is a hundred percent not what I'm doing ever. But I, I do think it's really interesting that everything that's written about cougars is them going after younger men. And so again, like that's relatively problematic that what, like older women aren't dating y- younger men uh, or sorry, younger women like what about women are are you still cougars are are you not like is that just like a normal like no one thinks twice about older women dating younger women like what is the dynamic around this whole like women and men thing again it just makes me feel like men have completely constructed this entire narrative and they 100% make it about them and they would never think mm-hmm. that maybe something else would be going on mhm well, hopefully they're all listening right now and having their minds fucking blown. That would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I feel like probably most of the people who listen to this podcast are women. So that's and we could do something like we're we're not we just don't really make ourselves that available to men. I think I think we kind of intimidate men, but um, maybe not all. For, for all women. Right. Regardless of relationship status, regardless of sexuality, I think the idea of the constant, to your point, um, the sense of heteronormativity, heteronormativity, and like being in a box, right? So even just in this, you know, positive relationship that you're with, with this person, then to hear a word put out there that has these connotations that you might not like. So here's the thing, you're in a place where you're like, I can unpack this, I can talk to this person about it, I can bring it to juicy bits. Where do all people have that place and that availability when there is language around relationships and sexuality and relationship dynamics, um, where they can go with that to be able to either move past it, reclaim the words, or be like, fucking make, again, maybe it's something that feels super powerful or something that is, um, you know, something that they kind of wish to change. So I feel like that's a piece of it also that's important so people can feel just good in their skin, right? Good in their skin. So they're good in their naked skin. They're good with their partners. They're good in all that. And I don't think that's something, I think we've always been to really try to be true to this on Juicy Bits when we bring the conversations forward, because some people might not talk about it. It might just, oh, brush it off. No big deal. And it's like, there has to be a place um, for all those conversations, if that makes sense. Yeah. That was like a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it makes, it makes me think like, you know, to, to your point, like I'm, I'm a confident person who, if something said to me, I'm, I will have the conversation around it. And, and it wasn't like, you know, the, the exchange that I had with married girlfriend wasn't bad. I certainly don't want to paint it like that. But for a second I was, I was cringing like, Ooh, I don't want to be a cougar. I don't want to. And, 
and that, um, you know, we, we live in a society where we're taught that older women aren't sexy and that older women are, um, are older single women are desperate. And that's like such a big thing for me because I've chosen this life that, that I live. I, I'm, I'm not married, not because I couldn't find a husband. I'm not married because I chose to not be married. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a long-term monogamous relationship, not because I'm not able to do it or, or nobody wants me. It's because I've chosen to live a different life. And I feel really fortunate that I'm in a place in my life where I can feel really comfortable with that. And that I have supportive friends like you who are like, yeah, just be you, Jen, do whatever you want to do. But I would imagine that there's probably a lot of women who maybe don't exist in this bubble of positivity and support like, like I do. Right. And what a, what a shame, you know, if if you're a woman in your forties or fifties and you meet someone who's younger and you don't know if you should date them simply because of age. And that is that is this construct that we've created where we 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 really don't favor women who age. Like we certainly are okay with men who age. Mm-hmm. Um but but we really we really think that women should always, you know, do anything they anything that they can do to stay young and and look young and and in my in my googling one of the articles that I was reading they were even talking about like you may not even know she's a cougar because of of um surgery or they dye their hair or they know how to apply makeup or all these things and I'm like ooh that's so gross that's so gr- like you may not know she's a cougar like get the fuck out of here with that so to the preying on and like manipulation and that you have to like represent yourself as someone else to be loved or to be desired and I think that's also really problematic because we don't want women to age right we want them to stay a certain way we want them there for the male gaze so all of those things would also not be seen as something that a woman might do for her own um you know, her own choice and things that she likes, not just because of impossible societal standards of beauty, but, um, because they make you feel good that, that that's for someone else, not just themselves. Well, maybe that's why we, maybe that's why cougars have this negative connotation because it's this idea that a woman in her forties or fifties would be doing something for herself, that she would be going after something um, simply so that she felt good that, and, and it's not, you know, she's not, uh, behaving in a way that is meant to care for or cater to the other person. She's, she's showing up for herself. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and that maybe, maybe that's sort of the bigger issue. Like we don't, we don't necessarily appreciate that. We haven't, we haven't gotten to a point where that is something that is, acceptable that women would do things simply for themselves, simply for their own joy. Um, and so we have to label it in a way that somehow lessens them and, mm-hmm. and takes away from them being them, them full, their, their full selves. Um, well, cause yeah, society wants them as mothers and wives and grandmothers. And I mean, there's such a pressure and there's such an acceptance of that path, if you will, right? That that's a really a, an acceptable role for a woman. 
um, as, as being someone who could say, I don't need, I'm childless by choice. I'm not married by choice. Those would be things that are seen, I think, as really threatening um, to men. And threatening to people who have, especially what we're seeing right now, right, who have won a really conservative hold on this, like, picture of what it means to be a woman and what does it mean to have a family and what does it mean to um, be a mother and all of those pieces. And so I feel like any challenge to that can also feel um, disruptive to the status quo. And that's, again, part of the work that we always want to be doing is disrupting that and interrupting these predictable patterns because you want to be able to see that there are other um, very fulfilling, very meaningful paths and directions and expressions um, within this this wide world that we live in and I think that that is something, again, comes down to men wanting to re kind of re-rope re and, and, and reframe so that they're in control of that narrative. Something that I can say that I, I want to not forget in that piece of being that older woman is I will have a very hard time. I don't know if you've seen this, Jen, or if it's come across, but I have two instances of um, younger men wearing hats that say, I masturbate to hot moms. Um, and I, and this was more in the brick and mortar classroom. So these are students of mine and then seeing them on um, college campuses as a, as a presenter and for me asking them to kind of remove them or just kind of feeling like, and maybe, maybe I'm the prude right now, right? Maybe I should be like, celebrate, go home and fucking whack off to me. I was like, no, this is not, this is not a compliment. This is, this is not a compliment. Um, and this is. Right? No. Okay. There is no, like, we do not exist as hot women for young men to masturbate to. That is not how, that is not why we show up in the world like this. Like, you are fucking welcome that you have this to go masturbate to, but don't think for a fucking second that we do this for you. Also, just keep it to your fucking self. I don't wear a t shirt or a hat. Also, I have this podcast right now and I'm not even talking about what I masturbate to. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, you just can keep it to yourselves. No. And that is like, Oh, it's, I just, I do think that's disgusting. I don't think that's us being prude. Jillian. I think that is us saying, uh, no one needs your toxic masculinity to be thrown in my fucking face when I'm just trying to walk down the street or exist in my daily life. Like remove your hat, young man. Or present at a, at a, at a university where I'm like, you know, a doctorate guest speaker. And I'm like, I really have to, like, I would rather you sitting there fucking with a vape in your mouth rather than that hat on. And you're going to try to tell me that that's a compliment because you're hot old. Or I think it was, was it a hot older mom? It, it made me think about this when we were talking about it because it was supposed to be this complimentary thing, maybe right after I was mammed, to remind me that I was still hot and masturbatable too. And I was like, I don't, that's oh, not thank you. your role. Oh, no. so oh thanks. Oh, and so that's some fucking bullshit too. With that dynamic of the cougar shit. It's like, you're not chasing. I'm like, you're, I'm going to throw up on you and your fucking dick. Like, bro, ugh horrible well and just the idea that like oh so moms aren't hot like what so why do we think moms aren't like to say you masturbate to hot moms means that sort of in general moms aren't hot mm-hmm. moms are human beings moms are 
moms are sexy. Mom, like what is like what? Just because you have a baby, you're no longer sexy. Like again, what what are these societal norms that we place on women? So when when you're married, you're not sexy. When you have a child, you're not sexy. When you're older, you can be sexy, but you're also kind of desperate and gross because you only want to fuck young people. But if you fuck people your age, then then that's okay because you're staying in your lane. But mm. I mean, all of it is just, it's just a hard, it's a hard no for me, a super hard no. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't even know. Also, no one should wear those hats. Yeah. We know, take the hats off. Also, like all the MILF stuff, like all that is mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting. But, um, ooh, I was going to say something earlier, Jillian, and now I can't remember what it was, but it was like so fucking important. I just forgot. It could be it. your perimenopausal mind fog, which is super hot and sexy to yes. bring up with a younger human that you want to fuck right you're like mm, sorry couldn't forget the, couldn't remember that one mm, sorry babe I um, do actually enjoy bringing that up um <laughs> that is I bring that up mainly because I am an asshole because I want to see the response that I get so like I because I do frequently forget things now and I I have anyone who knows me knows that I attribute it to the absolute like overwhelming decision-making that we had to do during COVID and, and still continue to actually have to do because COVID's not resolved and anyone in business knows that it's not resolved. Um, so I feel like that like took everything out of me. I also feel like there's just so many things that I'm dealing with daily. I can't remember all of it. And then, yeah, I'm like, oh, I did have that hot flash last May. And when I Googled, Google told me that a symptom of being perimenopausal is that you forget things. And I'm like, it's that. Mm-hmm. It 100% is not because I am um, lazy or not listening or forgetful or anything. I'm going to blame it on this thing that is happening with my body. So I do actually like saying that mm-hmm. to the younger people who I date to specifically see how they react. Um, everyone has handled it well. Well, outwardly, I don't actually know what's going on in their brains when I say it, which is probably a good thing, but I will say they keep coming back for more. So we're mm-hmm. okay. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I was a um, tangent here. I was a little worried that maybe the reason why I wasn't remembering things is because as we've discussed, everyone knows that I like to drink. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, am I drinking so much that I don't remember the night before? But then just this last week, I had... Two nights in one week where I had zero to drink, nothing, not a drop. I 100% did not remember the previous day. <laughs> I did not, like, I didn't remember it. And I had this maybe like, woo, okay, it's not the drinking. You just legitimately don't remember anything. Again, uh, perimenopause, COVID, uh, general being overwhelmed with the world that we live in. But- just reference yeah, I don't know. I'm season just five, like episode three. We did a great one on perimenopausal. You might have forgotten. I know I'm a, I'm like a year or two younger than you, so I'm just uh, my onset is happening differently. But we do have. A I do remember one. we recorded it. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to come to terms. I'm like, why the fuck am I waking up at four o'clock in the morning, wide awake? Oh, insomnia. Great. 
okay, I'm kind of sweating on really cold. Okay, great. This is what's starting to happen. Body's talking yeah. to us. This is hot. Yeah. This is hot stuff right now. Yeah. All those cougars out there. Doing my kegels right now. That's right. I mean, maybe it's the cougs. This is it. It's just, again, it's the re, anything with language. We've said this before. I feel like it can be kind of even sprinkled in throughout like thoughtful conversations. I had a kind of a thoughtless conversation that I won't delve into the details here recently oh. with someone who said some pretty disturbing things. And I was kind of trying to help to guide them to not be such an asshole and be like, Hey, you got to think about your audience. You got to think about like systems and individuals and, and, and try to kind of like mirror back to them what they were saying. And this is a person I care about. So I wasn't giving up on them, but it, the whole, the whole fundamental little spin back that was happening of this person mildly listening slash being defensive really came down to language and the use of language and the shift within our language and then how we see how that language has impact and then what the result is of of that. So say for example, you know, married girlfriend, if you had been like really upset by this, the the, the important thing would have been what happened next. Right? And I think that's a, like a little just that little reminder to all of us, right? It's like people are, we are human. We make mistakes. We not everything that comes out of our mouth is always perfect. We're showing up as we are, but what happens after that I think is essential. And this comes down to forgiveness and listening and understanding and compassion. And again, some people are just fucking assholes and you can be done with them and that's fair, but not, that's not always the case. And um, so that sense of language and, and the use of words and allowing them to be not empowering. I don't need to be empowered. I am powerful enough. I don't need that to be told to me again, because I think that indicates it's been taken away from us and needs to be given to us. So where is that sense of feeling powerful within our, um, in our language? Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, it's, there definitely, there's, there's plenty of people who use the term cougar in a positive way. Like Mm -hmm. married girlfriend was certainly not putting me down or saying anything to hurt my, my feelings. Like it was definitely a compliment, but here's the thing. When you are a person at a certain age who's not categorized as old by society, it's it's really it is really difficult to sometimes hear those words. And I actually now remember what it was I was going to say earlier. I'm going to get to that in a second. But um, so I do like I certainly struggle with aging. It is not it is not easy. It is a daily practice to remind myself that I am. I am still good enough and maybe beyond good enough, but it is, it is hard when like you have wrinkles that are there and you have gray hairs and things are not like skin sags and you can't like you, I look in the mirror sometimes now and I'm like, I look older than how I feel. Mm. And if we lived in a world where older women were, um, glorified and appreciated and revered, I think I would probably feel really differently, but we don't. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where I'm not supposed to age and I should be doing everything that I can to look younger. So when you're, when, when there's a term that's bestowed upon you that squarely places you in an age bracket and not necessarily in the best light, it is just like, one more thing in in society telling you that like you're something that you shouldn't be. And what I was going to say earlier is that 
also, you know, living in the United States, like we live in a country where all the systems are set up, where my life would be easier if I were married. My life would be easier if I had a child. Um, we want people to do that. Every single system from healthcare to taxes to um, the cost of, living, cost of living requiring two incomes um, to just the general bullshit that like what people say to you, I, it take, it takes a lot every day to remind myself why it is I've chosen to do this and that I am doing what I chose to do and to remind myself of all like the great things in my life and, and the things that like I have because I chose to take this different path. Um, and that really does take a lot to work through, um, and to remind yourself. And so like, while I would love for Cougar to be reclaimed and it's, it's something that like all women in their forties and fifties would be like, yeah, I'm a Cougar. I don't really know if, if we're there yet. Um, mm -hmm. and in, in general, like, I don't know, I'd kind of like to just say, fuck that word. Men came up with it. Let's come up with our own word. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't need to, I don't need to use language that men have used. Um, I'd rather just have something, something new and something maybe created by people like me that really embodies who, who we are, but it's, um, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. It's not, nothing set up for us. Um, I would have to say, stay tuned because I can see whatever this word is that's swirling in your brain that hasn't come up yet is going to be on a fucking beautifully drafted sticker. It's going to be available on a hoodie on the coalition website. It's going to be. Well, this would be a great thing. If any of our listeners have a word, you could definitely shoot us an email at mm -hmm. hello at coalitionsnow.com. I would love to hear that. Now, Jillian, let me ask you a question. We did not discuss this pre-recording, so you are not prepared for this. All right. If for some reason you were single, which we you're not going to be, you have an incredible husband who you know I adore, mm -hmm. um, and you have an like you just you really are um, an example of someone like you're doing it right. Um, if you were single, though, would you date people who were ten years or younger than you? Would would you do it? I have no idea. You've never thought about it, huh? Um, I don't. I might be speechless. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I will say. Okay, this could probably answer the question. When I had to, I'm really excited to get those prototypes on Friday. So I will say that I have. Um, I would probably have no problem dating someone that was 10 plus years younger because the kid, he was definitely a kid. I mean, he wasn't like a minor, but he was young as fuck that was helping me, um, uh, fix the bindings on the prototypes. The last time I was in the Valley, this was like the first prototype. And I think I had mm -hmm. to message you to be like, um, I kind of might have like sexually harassed this kid. I think we're cool. 
but it, it could have been borderline because um, he was just so fucking dreamy and so cute. Um, so I and think he had a South African accent. Come oh, on. No. And the, to the girl next to him, like, you have to work near this dude all day. Like, how are you even functioning? And then I'm sitting there being like, Jillian, what the fuck is wrong? You are in public. You're telling this to this kid's face. While I'm like, you know, fixing my boo, I'm gonna have my wedding band. And I'm again very happily married. But I think to your what it made me what what made me think about is do I ever think about it? Not necessarily, but I think I would have no problem if there was like an attraction or I was like I I don't know what I would do. I'm not sure. Autumn, you might need to delete all of this. I don't know if that <laughs> any of that made sense. So yeah. We'll see. But I will well, say, I will say thing, like, No, now you have yeah, me thinking I mean, that you asked this question. We were at the college recently for an event and i will say that the college students to me they looked like fucking children like babies yes they do so yes. that maybe that yeah. would be maybe the teacher in me would put, maybe there would be a point but if i'm 43 33 is not a college student that's like borderline adult so i think i would have trouble with maybe someone 20 years younger than me because they would just be too young yeah, I did. Let's see. I don't know. So Delete. kid was kid was twenty six and I was forty three, and so the thing the thing the thing that I never quite figured out with kid is that because we were dating like in first winter of COVID, we never went out. Like we never actually like we didn't go to a restaurant together. We didn't go to a bar together. Like we didn't have that be out in public time together. So I have no idea. Like what that would have been like and were his aunt or like his mentor or something yeah your boss or some oh no actually no one would have thought I was his boss they still would have thought he was my boss let's be honest about that um well, you but did I did like I, I remember saying to him like kid you have no idea what I'm like in real life like this like you have no clue what it's like to be out with me and like doing things and and kid and I are still friends although we don't sleep together really I mean I know when he wants to sleep together every time he comes over if he wants a beer if he asks I always offer people drinks when they come to my house and I'll offer them everything would you like beer wine whiskey or water I have everything that you would want and most of the time kid wants water but when he wants a beer I'm like oh you want to have sex like I see you okay but so sometimes it happens but um we still to this day have like never gone out in real life. So I, I don't actually, I don't know what it's like to be out in public with somebody who's almost 20 years younger than I am. Um, whereas married girlfriend is 13 years younger than me and we go out in public frequently and it's fantastic. And I don't mm -hmm. even think twice about it. I don't think that she thinks twice about it. Like we just have a wonderful time every time that we go out. Um, but I will say again, because this is like society, you know, knocking at my door, you know, throwing bricks through my window. Um, I do wonder, like, oh, I wonder what people think. And I don't think that because we're two women. I think that because of the age difference, mm -hmm. you know, hmm. I do wonder if people think things. I think people always think things and hopefully they mostly keep them to themselves. Cause I will say most of the unsolicited comments and advice I get is fucking bullshit. And I'm like, you need to mind your own fucking business. Um, but I think yeah. it's interesting for more of the sociological, you know, kind of people analysis, curiosity route. 
as opposed yeah. to anyone um, harping on your fantastic time. Yeah. Okay. So to recap, am I a cougar? I think we have decided no. no. So just because we're going to need to get feedback from listeners. Number one, am I, am I between the ages of 40 and 50? Yes. Do I have sex with people who are eight years? Is, is there a difference of eight years or more? Yes. Do I chase them? No. Do I use the predatory tactics that men use on women? No. Am I desperate? No. Am I chasing after them because I can't get laid? No. So I think that I'm not a cougar, but maybe maybe listeners have picked up on something and they're going to write in and be like, no, you 100% are a cougar. Or maybe people will be like, you're just coog. Coog is good. I did learn that a woman over 60 is called a saber tooth, which get the fuck at like, again, n- no, no. But Sorry, I have to so Google I, I see, what a saber tooth looks like. Well, what is, oh, wow. Yeah, women over, women over 60 who date younger men. So we've, we've learned that I'm not a cougar. We've learned, we've learned that cougar is super heteronormative. And so... Fuck that noise. Uh, we've learned that cougar is a term created by young men to describe women who, by the way, you'd be fucking lucky. You'd be lucky to fuck us. You'd be lucky to hang out with us. You you would be so lucky to have my time. So lucky. I don't give my time to a lot of people. You would be lucky to get some of it. So maybe we need a word for young men who are fucking lucky to fuck me. Maybe we need a word for that, Jillian. Okay. And um, so that's what I'm going to leave everyone with. And again, please send any comments about your thoughts on cougars. And if I'm a cougar, (laughs) and if you have new names for cougars, you just send them along to us at hello at coalitionsnow.com. And also congratulations to you. You made it to the end of this episode and we are done talking about my sex life. <laughs> On just now. See you, friends. Time. Bye everyone. <laughs>